Well, folks, it might be time to have a conversation about the Green Bay Packers. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Monday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you once again. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend, enjoyed all the football, chaotic weekend in the NFL, chaotic weekend in college football. Lots of fun to be had, lots of stuff for us to get through here throughout the week of the show. So hope everybody had a good one. And before we get in to the topic of today's show, the Green Bay Packers and how we need to have a very strong conversation about where this team is this season and where they are moving forward. Got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online's got live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to betonline.ag to join, and you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And the Green Bay Packers are where we are going to start here on the show today. It's where we're going to put a lot of our focus here on this Monday, because the Green Bay Packers going to Detroit, Ford Field, to take on the Detroit Lions, who defensively have been giving up a lot of points throughout the season. I mean, these are, I'm going to read to you up until today's contest in which they held the Green Bay Packers to nine points, the amount of points on a week-to-week basis the Detroit Lions had given up through their first seven games of the season. 38, 27, 28, 48, 29, 24, 31. That is the defensive performances from the Detroit Lions so far up until this game against the Packers. They only had the one win against the Commanders, multiple times giving up over 30 points to the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Eagles in Week 1. This is not a very good defensive football team. They fired their DB coach. They made a change on the defensive coaching staff. Felt like they needed to get a new voice. They needed to do something to try to shake things up. And they make that move. And oh, by the way, they had a big lead in that game against the Miami Dolphins last week and allowed the Dolphins to kind of just come all the way back in that football game. And the Green Bay Packers can only muster up nine points. Aaron Rodgers throws three interceptions in the red zone. Some of the weirdest throws I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers make. Missing wide open receivers. Balls that should be touchdowns. He's missing them. Just an absolute abysmal performance from the Green Bay Packers who baffle me on a weekly basis with the way that they run their offense. This is a Green Bay Packer team that now checks in at 3-6. and six. A Green Bay Packer team, after starting the season 3-1, and one, have lost five straight games. Everybody thought it was a little odd that they went over to London and lost that close game to the Giants. Everyone was like, huh, that's weird. Then everybody thought it was weird that at home against the Jets, they were only able to muster up 10 points and they lost. Everyone was like, huh, that's weird. Then it's three straight road games. A loss of the Commanders. A Bills game that was weird. In the second half down multiple scores, we're running the football, not really trying to throw our way back into the game until extremely late. And then whatever we want to classify yesterday's game against the Lions. Those are their five losses in a row after starting the year 3-1. and one. And oh, by the way, that last win against the Patriots, they kind of snuck that one. Bailey Zappi almost beat them. And then the Bucks. remember it was a weird confusion on a two-point conversion. So this hasn't been going well for the Green Bay Packers for a while, if all season. 
They kind of smoke, smoke and mirrors their way to a 3-1 and record. I had a lot of people thinking that, oh, Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, they're going to do it again. And it has completely collapsed. It has completely bottomed out. And it's disappointing that it has bottomed out because this is a defense that is playing extremely well. 16th in opponent's points per game. 8th in yards per game. 2nd in opponent third down conversions. This defense getting off the field. Oh, by the way, their pass defense, number one in passes per game, number two in pass yards per game. This is a passing defense that is shutting opposing teams down. They are doing their job. The defense is keeping the offense in these games, and you would think, go on this journey with me for a second, if a defense is able to keep their team in the game and their offense has Aaron freaking Rodgers as their quarterback, you would anticipate a couple more wins than be 3-6. and six. You would expect more than 9 points against the Detroit Lions. You would expect more than 10 points against the New York Jets. The Jets have a good defense, but you'd expect at home to be able to put up more points. You'd expect more when you go to Buffalo and you're able to keep that game close because your defense does enough and the Bills have a weird second half. You would think that you'd be able to do more, but no. 26th in points per game. 17th in yards per game. 22nd in third down conversions. This is where the Green Bay Packers offense is at. They are not holding up their end of the bargain. And it's tough to say that when you have a 50 million dollar quarterback in Aaron Rodgers and this is the rub because they have a 50 million dollar quarterback in Aaron Rodgers and they don't have the receiving core because they traded Devontae Adams and I don't want to hear all the Packers they called on DJ Moore and they tried to get Darren Waller from the Raiders and they tried to get Chase Claypool from the Steelers guess what you can try and you can try and you can try but this has been a problem from the moment Devontae Adams was traded This is not a new problem. This is not injuries popping up and taking away your number one and your number two options and so you try to make them over the deadline. No. Wide receiver has been a a place of concern for the Green Bay Packers the moment Devontae Adams left to go to the Raiders. When you traded him to go to the Raiders, in a move that was weird at the time, after you brought Rodgers back and then you just trade Adams, they never were able to retool this wide receiver room. And so you can try. You can call on all these guys. But there are none of those guys in the building. And you can see it. You can watch the games. You can see that the trust isn't there between Rodgers and his receivers. And that's fine. You've got some young players in there. You have some players that are still trying to find their way. Christian Watson is a young player. Romeo Dobbs is a young player. These are first-year players. I can understand that it takes some time uh, for, for those players to gel. I could understand that it takes some time to develop some chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, and Alan Lazard's been here for a while, so he's one of those guys that you expect Rodgers to lean on, and he was. He got, got 10 targets in the game yesterday. But after a while, if you are Matt LaFleur, if you are looking at this offense Are you really going to sit up here and tell me that the best way for you to win football games is to have Aaron Rodgers throw the ball 43 times and for you to only run the ball 25 times as a team? Or Honestly, in 2022, with the Green Bay Packers, the way they are currently constructed, the way this roster is currently set up, are you going to tell me that throwing the ball 43 times with Aaron Rodgers is the right way to win football games? You're telling me that going away from A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, and I know Aaron Jones is banged up, but going away from those two guys and your ability to run the football, is the right way to win football games. I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. And that's the conundrum because you're paying Aaron Rodgers $50 million because you expect if he is going to throw the ball 43 times that he's going to be an MVP caliber player. And he has been the last two seasons. But this year, he has not been. There needs to be an adjustment because there's talent. A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones can effectively run the football. 
And that's why it's so mind-boggling me to, to see this Green Bay Packer team in short-yarded situations, down in goal-to-go situations where you need to gain one or two yards. I know you have Aaron Rodgers, but guess what? There's got to be somebody on the other end of those passes that's catching them. Rodgers can put it in the perfect spot. If those guys aren't coming down with it, it's a waste of a play. Do you know what's old reliable for the Green Bay Packers? A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Has been the last couple of seasons. Remember the second half of last year? A.J. Dillon came out of nowhere to a lot of people because they wanted to limit Aaron Jones's workload. They wanted to get those guys ready for the postseason. And so Aaron Jones was get, or A.J. Dillon was getting a lot of the work. And he was crushing that role to the point where the fantasy community was like, huh, A.J. Dillon's going to be a thing because they're both going to get work. And we all said going into the season, both of those guys are going to be a focal point of the offense because they can catch the ball and they can run the ball and it's going to be what they do. And yet it just feels as if there is this stubbornness of it's... Aaron Rodgers wants it to be simple. What is more simple than in short-yarded situations or just situations in general, going to what your strength is? And I know this team has Aaron Rodgers, but the strength of this football team is running the football with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. That is the strength. And then the pass can complement it. I know you're paying Aaron Rodgers $50 million, and if he only throws the ball 25, 30 times, you're going to feel like, what are we doing here? But guess what? That's the bed we lay in right now. And if the if the Green Bay Packers want to turn this around and they want to potentially salvage something from the season, and I don't know how far gone it is right now at three and six, but they need to make an adjustment. And that's the problem, is I don't know where the adjustment is going to come from. Rodgers wants simple, he's complaining about things, goes on Pat McAfee's show, and listen, I'm not going to criticize him for doing that. He can do that. But it just magnifies things so much more when he is going to be public about these things and he's going to talk about them and he, McAfee's going to ask questions and he's going to answer them and he's going to talk about it and he's going to make the comments of want everything to be simple. We got to we got to make everything simple and then you got Lafleur saying not really sure what he means by that. So you have coaching coaching quarterback not on the same page. You score nine points against the Lions. And we'll, we'll give credit to the Lions, but you should you should score more than nine points. And oh by the way, is it going to get any easier when your next three games are the Cowboys, the Titans, and the Eagles? Cowboys can score. Your defense is really going to have to show up for that game. The Eagles are the best team in football. That's in Philadelphia. I saw what the Titans defense just did last night to the, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Tennessee Titans walked into a game against the Kansas City Chiefs where could not throw the ball, didn't have a single catch from a wide receiver, were starting their backup quarterback in Malik Willis, who is their long-term project at quarterback, not anticipated when the season began to, to have to play meaningful games. Everybody in the building knows they're running the football. And yet they're still able to play good enough defense to give themselves a chance and take the Kansas City Chiefs to overtime. So the Titans aren't going to be an easy out either. You got to find a way to figure it out. You got to find a way to adjust. And here's the problem that's scary because I don't think after one season you make a, uh, a change with Lafleur. Yeah, you worry that there hasn't been adjustments. You worry that they're, that coach and quarterback aren't on the same page. But you, you can't take away what Lafleur has done in his first couple seasons there in Green Bay. So you have to give him more than one season to try to get out of this mess, to try to get out of the hole that they've dug themselves in. And I'll give credit to Jason at OverTheCap.com. He put together this story, and he kind of reheated it yesterday during the game, and I clicked on it when doing research for the story, and I'm going to read from it here because the options with Aaron Rodgers are certainly tough because if Aaron Rodgers retires based on some structuring things, the Green Bay Packers are going to carry cap hits of $15.8 million and $24.4 million over the next two seasons in 23 and 24. If they trade Aaron Rodgers... If they trade him prior to June 1, it's a $40.3 million cap hit for 2023. Now, if it's after June 1, it's a $15.8 million cap hit and a $24.4 million cap hit in 2024. So they're not get, they're, there's, 
There's not a light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to this Aaron Rodgers contract. They can't cut him. It's a definition of dead money. And oh, by the way, they are already one of the teams that is considered, and there's a bunch of them, don't worry. They're not alone in this category. They're right now projected to be over the cap next season. Now, it's only by 165000 and we know what teams are able to do with the cap here. You know what teams are able to do with restructures. But I don't see the easy way out here, and that's the concern. This is what happens when you trade away Devontae Adams. This is what happens when you don't invest first-round capital or top-end capital into wide receivers. And then this year you do, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. But it takes a while. It takes some time. Nine games into these guys' career. And remember, Christian Watson's been hurt. It hasn't been, there hasn't been time to gel. I mean, th- these things take time. These things take reps. And so expecting these guys to be able to come in and, and come into this environment and roll through the NFC North, I think, was was foolish. And they're reaping what they sow now. And I don't know the way out of it. Maybe instead of using a first-round pick on Jordan Love, we probably would get Aaron Rodgers some help. This is a complete, complete disaster. And it is a complete disaster by their own making. They made the decision to trade Devontae Adams. They made the decision to attack the wide receiver position the way that they did. And again, I point back to what I said at the beginning. They have an elite defense. They have a defense that is giving them a chance to win each and every week. And if that is... I could understand if if Aaron Rodgers and this offense were just running up and down the field, up and down the field, up and down the field, and the defense was also going up and down the field, and they were losing shootouts every week, and they were losing track meets, I would sit here and say, okay, maybe it's not all the offense's fault. we got to play better defense. But they are getting elite production from the defensive side of the ball they are getting great defense that is allowing them to be in football games and yet they can't do anything with it with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback imagine that imagine uttering that sentence at the beginning of the 2022 season yeah the, the Packers are going to be good but it's going to be their defense Aaron Rodgers in the offense yeah, they're, they're, they're going to struggle and I think we all anticipated it to be a challenge but you have one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game you have a coach who's a very good offensive mind. This is what he does. And it just feels that they are extremely stuck in their ways. And Rodgers did something uncharacteristic yesterday in the three turnovers. It's just something you don't see from him. He has not turned the ball over to that extreme over the last couple of seasons. I think in the last two seasons, and I'm going to do research while I'm talking, which is never a good thing for me. It's always a disaster. He's got seven interceptions already on the season, including the three yesterday. Here's what he has been in the last couple of seasons. Four last year. Five the year before, four the year before that, two the year before that in 2018. He threw six in 2017, but he only played in seven games. So he's already eclipsed what he's done the last three seasons. The most he's thrown over the last three seasons was five. He's already at seven, including three in one game. This is a complete, complete debacle, and there is no way out of it. They are linked to Aaron Rodgers and this contract. Until, until Rodgers decides to retire or they try to trade this thing and they try to find somebody that is willing to take on Aaron Rodgers and try to make this work and try to take on whatever's left of that money. Because again, some, some of the cash has already been paid out, so a team's not taking on the entirety of it, but a team is going to be taking on you know, some money. For a team that was expected to take a step backwards but still be relevant, still be competitive, still be able to compete for an NFC playoff spot, 
And listen, there are plenty of teams we could talk about in the NFC like that. We could talk about the Bucks. We could talk about the Rams. We could talk about the Cardinals. The, the Green Bay Packers are not alone in this. But you have a quarterback that's making $50 million. You have a coach that won so many games in his first three seasons as a coach. You've got to find a way to get together. With your talent at, at quarterback and with your ability as a coach to be an offensive mind, you have got to find a way to get this thing back on track because there's no big reinforcements walking through that door. you got to look at the room that you have and you got to be able to figure it out. If Aaron Rodgers is as good of a quarterback as we all think he is, if Matt LaFleur is as creative enough as an offensive mind, if we all have been led to believe for what these two have been able to do the first couple seasons that they've been together, this is going to be their opportunity to prove it. Not the two MVP seasons for Aaron Rodgers. It is this. It is this stretch now after starting three and six. They either turn it around and they change the narrative or at the end of the season, just like we've had over the last couple of years, we are going to be having another conversation about if Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay. Oh, and one more thing. We talked about seasons hanging in the balance and needing to turn things around. Yeah, that applies for the New Orleans Saints tonight when they host the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football. A three and five football team trying to hang around in a division that is certainly up for grabs. They need to find a way to pull out a victory against the Baltimore Ravens. It has not been easy. They have not had the starting quarterback that they started the year with. Injuries have derailed them. But if they want to be taken seriously, if this team wants to continue to be a playoff team in the NFC, they are going to have to find a way to win. So we'll be keeping an eye on that tonight in Monday Night Football. Thanks, as always, to Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. That's going to do it for us here on the Monday edition of TDN Daily. I'll talk to everybody tomorrow.